the Gospel of John. Boy, what a great book. You know, we usually, a lot of times we'll even say to a person who's a brand new Christian, or a person who's not a Christian, we'll say, read the Gospel of John. And to a person who's a brand new Christian, we'll say, read the Gospel of John. And to a person who's been a Christian for 60 years or longer, I say, read the Gospel of John. It is a, a marvelous, wonderful, wonderful book. And even tells us why he wrote the book. Now, he just, it's an unusual book in the sense that it, it's built around the number seven. There are seven I am statements. There are seven miracles, only seven. And he doesn't even call them miracles. He calls them signs. There are seven uh, witnesses to the deity of Jesus. There's seven, seven, seven all through the book. But then he tells us at the very, near the very end of the book, it says in, in chapter 20, verse 30, Jesus did many other signs, not just these seven. He did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which aren't written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So he said, you want to know why I wrote this gospel? Why the Holy Spirit um, uh, motivated me and, and, and directed me and inspired me to write this gospel? He said, I'll tell you why. He said, I, I didn't try to write the, everything about Jesus. He says later at the very end of the chapter, he said, if I, if I were to write down all the things that Jesus did, the whole world couldn't contain it. He was a busy guy, wasn't he? But he said, uh, I've written these things for this purpose. Ultimately, I want you to have life. I want you to have eternal life. And I've written these things so that you can believe. Well, that's a key word in the Gospel of John. The word believe, believe, believe all through it. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He said, I've written these things that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Son of God, God the eternal Son, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Well, we've actually gotten to chapter 10 in the book, and we are talking about Jesus being the good shepherd. He talks about, he said, I'm the door of the sheepfold, I am the door into salvation. And then he said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And oh, to know that Jesus is our shepherd, and to know that I am one of his sheep, and I am his sheep, I know I'm his sheep, because he says, my sheep know my voice. And they follow me. And he said, and I give to them eternal life. And no one can ever, ever take them out of my hand. Isn't that just wonderful? And then he says, I and the Father are one. In chapter 10, beginning in, in verse uh, 22, we looked at some of this last week. 
the t Feast of Dedication was taking place. It was winter. Jesus was in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. The Jews gathered around him. They said, how long will you keep us in suspense? Just tell us plainly if you're the Christ. And Jesus said, well, I've already told you. That'd be like asking somebody uh, are you married? And they say, yeah, I, I've, I've been married for 20 years, and I have three children. Well, but are you married? Well, well yeah, I, my anniversary date, such and such, and, and uh, yeah, but, but are you married? And you'd want to suddenly say, are you deaf? I mean, you know, how many times do I have to tell you yes? And they kept saying Jesus is all through the Gospel of John. He's been doing things and saying things to indicate he's the Christ, the Son of God. And then they said, well, look, look, just stop messing with us. Just tell us plainly. Are you the Christ? And I guess if Jesus could have gone, duh, I told you. And you don't believe. And he said, the works that I do bear witness. They prove, they're proof. I mean, I've healed blind men. I've given lame people the ability to get up and walk. I've touched lepers, and suddenly their leprosy left them. So look, the works that I do prove that I'm who I say I am. But you don't believe in me because you're not one of my sheep. And you know, you can go out here to people who are not Christians, and you can tell them the gospel all day long, and they really cannot hear it unless God enables them to hear it. The Bible says of, of Lydia, Lydia, we go, where's Lydia? Yeah, there is Lydia. God says of Lydia that God opened her heart. Paul was sharing the gospel with these women down at the bank of the river at Philippi, and God just opened Lydia's heart. And she said, I believe. It says in other places that God granted them repentance. God granted repentance. And I get frustrated sometimes when I share the gospel with somebody and I make it so clear. I just think, what, are you blind? And then the Holy Spirit says, yes, they are. And they're even worse than blind, they're dead. And dead people can't believe unless God grants them faith to believe. And so when I'm sharing the gospel, I'm talking, I'm carrying on two conversations. I'm talking to this lost person about who Jesus is, and I'm talking to Jesus and saying, Jesus, please do what I can't do. And when somebody does get saved, I don't strut and walk around and say, well, look what I did. I don't even pat them on the back and say, look what you did. I just want to get on my knees and say, Jesus, look what you did. You did it. Well, he said, you couldn't hear my voice because you're not my sheep. But my sheep do hear my voice. 
and I give them eternal life. What a great gift. And I've had lots of good gifts over the years, lots of gifts that people have given to me that I appreciate so much. Uh, a, a man gave us a brand-new car one time. That's just amazing. I mean, a brand-new car and just gave me the keys to it and said, I'm giving you this car. I was thrilled. But do you know that car eventually wore out? Well, actually, it didn't wear, <laughs> it didn't wear out. I, I loaned it to a guy, and he stole it. And... Uh, <clears throat> took it off and sold it to somebody. I never got it back. But anyway, that we it had pretty much worn out by that time. And uh but uh almost all the gifts I've ever been given eventually wear out or I lose them. But Jesus gave me a gift. It will never never wear out. Eternal life. And it's mine, how long? Forever, forever. If it was just 10 years and I lost it, then he wouldn't have given me eternal life. He would have given me 10-year life. But he gave me eternal life. So he goes on. He said, I give them eternal life. They will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who's given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my father's hand and then he said I and the father are one I'm in the father the father is in me we are one and the Jews Jewish leaders picked up stones and they were going to stone Jesus they were going to kill him with those rocks. And Jesus said, uh, I've shown you many good works. For which one of those good works are you going to stone me for? What, what, what good thing that I've done, I've healed people, I've fed people, I, I have, have done all these good works. Which one of those good works are you going to kill me for? And they said, well... It's not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but it's for blasphemy because you, being a man, claim to be God. You make yourself God. So, by the way, they understood that Jesus was saying that he was God. Jesus asked his disciples one time, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, they say you're different ones. Jeremiah, one of the prophets, Elijah. But who do you say that I am? That's the question today. Who do you say that Jesus is? You know, that's the real question. There are people today who say, well, I think he was a great example he was a lot more than a great example. Some people say, well, I think he was a wonderful teacher. He certainly was, but he was a lot more than a teacher. Some will even say, the Muslims will even say he was a prophet. But he was much more than a prophet. He was God in the flesh. He was the incarnate God. He was God the Son eternal God. 
And then Jesus kind of did a little trick with them here. He said, well, you know, over in the book of Psalms, it says, you are God's, little g. And if, if he called them God's, to whom the word of God came, the scripture can't be broken, then do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world that you're blaspheming because you said, I'm the Son of God? He said, you know, in the Old Testament, the Bible actually calls some people gods with a little g. And if, if he called them gods, then why would it upset you for me the one that the Father has sent and consecrated for me to say, I'm the Son of God. And they didn't know what to say. And he said, if I'm not doing the works of my Father, then don't believe in me. But if I do them, even though you don't believe me, believe the works that I do, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Again, you see how clear he makes all that? And he says to these people, and, and I just, as I've read this, reread it, read it, read it this week, I thought, just put yourself there. And here, Jesus has done all these marvelous things, and he said, look, I can give you eternal life. I am the Son of God. I am the Messiah. I am one with the Father. And they said, well, we just don't believe. We don't believe. And they didn't believe. And then it says, again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. We don't know exactly how he escaped, but... They, they were charging him, going to kill him. But it wasn't time yet for him to die, and it wasn't the way. He, he didn't come to die from stones. He came to die on a cross. But he escaped. And then, here's an amazing thing. He went across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and he stayed there for a while. And many came to him, and listen to this, and they said, John did no sign. He didn't do any miracles. But everything that John said about this man was true. Listen, and many believed in him there. Isn't that amazing? The contrary, I was sending a message to Mike Ungeloff this morning, and I was just telling him, I always kind of preach my sermon to him before I preach it to y'all. And I was telling him what I was going to be preaching on, and I said, isn't it amazing, Mike? Here, are these, these Jewish people, these Jewish leaders, they saw all these marvelous signs that Jesus did, and they were right there with him, and he even said to them, I am Life, I am the resurrection. I am the good shepherd. And he did all these signs, and they didn't believe. 
And then he goes across the river to where John had been baptizing, and these people come out, and they said, you know, everything John said about you is true. And they believed. They believed. And so I, I just, I'm so thankful that just testimony of truth can lead us to believe. We don't have to see miracles. There are so many people today, they say, if I could just see miracles, I'd believe. No, no. The greatest miracle is a changed life. Boy, I love listening to Unshackled. Unshackled is a radio show. It's a podcast now, of course. And every day they have a testimony of somebody that was into drugs or they were in the... They were in a gang, or they were a, a, a villain of some kind, and Jesus saves them, and they share their testimony. They just tell about how their life was unshackled. I was a prisoner, and God set me free through Jesus. And those testimonies, you might say, I don't have to see signs. I just have to hear truth. That's what sets us free. Did you know that the devil can imitate signs? And he does. The devil can actually work what looks like miracles. And in the, when Moses and, and Aaron went down to Egypt, they did these signs, and the, the tricksters, the magicians... They did some signs too. And the Bible tells us that in the last days, Satan himself will deceive many people with lying signs and wonders. So I, I don't want to base my faith on seeing miracles. I want to base my faith on hearing truth. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be saved. And I just this last week, this kind of has nothing to do with the sermon, but uh, but I, I got to looking up the names and titles and different expressions of who Jesus is, and I found over two hundred and fifty titles or names of Jesus. And I won't give you all of them, but I want to give you some of them. And if you want to say amen or that's right or yeah, boy, or whatever you want to say when I read these, I'm I'm just doing alphabetically, A to Z. And Jesus is our advocate. The Bible says that we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is our advocate. He's our alpha and omega. He's the author of of our faith. There's a bunch of other A words, but those will do. And then he is the bright and morning star. He is our Christ. He is our counselor, the mighty God, our counselor. He is the deliverer. He is the door of the sheep and the door of salvation. He is Emmanuel. He is everlasting Father. He is the foundation which is laid that no other man can lay. He is the fountain of living waters. 
He's the good shepherd. This chapter has told us about that. He's uh, called the great shepherd in Peter's writing. He is the high priest forever. Our great high priest. He is our high tower into whom we run and are saved. He is the great I am. He is our intercessor. He ever lives to make intercession for us. And then, of course, the J, all those Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. He is everything we need in the way of his presence. He is our king. He is the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, only wise God. He's the king of kings. He's the lamb of God and the Lord of glory and the lifter of of my head Thomas said he is my Lord and my God he is the man of sorrows that we sang about this morning he is the morning star he is the name above every name he is the only begotten son the only wise God he is the physician our great physician he is the pearl of great price he is our quickening spirit he is our redeemer the son of God the son of man he is the true light the true vine the truth he is the upholder of all things according to Hebrews 1 3 he is the victory our victory and our victor and he is the vine and then he is the eternal word of God in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh he is the express image of God's person he is the yes and amen and then for the Z he is the zeal of the Lord of hosts that's who he is. And that's just maybe 50 of the 250 names. Uh, he's wonderful. Hallelujah. What a Savior. And here's the amazing thing. He loves us. He loves you. Jesse was saying in Sunday school this morning that uh, when she grew up, she heard about the stern, angry wrath of God but that's only for those who reject him for those who will come to him his arms are open he is the lover of our soul he is our savior one of my favorite songs we sing it a lot here it's called the love of God and that one verse said could we with ink the oceans fill and were the sky of parchment made, where every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade. I was thinking as I was walking this morning, what that basically means is that if all the oceans in the whole planet were full of black ink, and the whole expanse of the sky was one big writing tablet and if every blade of grass and every stalk in the whole planet 
was a writing instrument and all eight billion people on this planet were professional scribes. He said, if all that was true, it says to write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. That's who Jesus is, and he loves you. And he bids you, come, come to me, and I will give you eternal life if you believe. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for such a Savior. When we sang hallelujah, what a Savior. Lord, that wasn't just a song. That was the cry of my heart and soul. And I can say with Thomas, he is my Lord and my God. He and the Father are one. And Father, I pray that you will help us to believe and I know that believing in Jesus is not just acknowledging in our head that he is what history says he is and what the Bible says he is but it is casting ourself on him receiving him truly trusting and believing that he is not just a good shepherd but he is my shepherd. And I pray that if anyone here has not done that, that they will do it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.